Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hello and welcome to Rain Stop Play. Now, before we get going this week, a little note uh, for listeners. We basically started this podcast with the idea that we were doing 20 minutes of news and then we do our full 100 preview. Now, what actually happened was we spoke about the news and there's a lot of it uh, for much longer than we thought. And then the 100 preview was also much longer than we thought. So what we've done now is split the podcast up into two uh, the 100 preview is going to come out on Monday, and obviously you're listening to this today. Now, this little half an hour today is basically the news segment we do at the top of the podcast. So we'll be, we'll be looking at England versus Pakistan, England women versus India women, the county champ, etc., etc. But of course, we didn't know that this was going to be split while we were recording it. So there's lots of mentions of the 100. Uh, the ending is pretty chaotic. I'll, I'll speak to you again at the end just to kind of round this podcast off. So bear that in mind, but this is a sort of fun little 30-minute bonus episode that we accidentally put together for you to enjoy over the weekend. So we'll be back on Monday with our full 100 preview. It's a very exciting episode. Uh, We were very um, animated throughout, shall we say, and probably got a bit tired toward the end as well, but but you'll hear that uh, at the start of next week. So for now, I'm going to pass you on to Glenn, who's going to describe pretty much what this podcast is to a T. And then we'll be into the into the podcast, and I'll speak to you very briefly at the end. This would just be a news, a slightly scattered news, thirty minutes of nonsense. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Rain Stop Play. Today is the big hundred preview. Seemingly the only one out there at the minute. We couldn't find any, so we hope you enjoy this. We're previewing the brand new tournament, what we think about it, how we think it's going to go, and we'll also look at the cricket as well while we're at it. Uh, Plenty of news to rattle through as well first, so we'll start with that. But first, let me introduce you to who's here today. It's a pretty full rain-stop play. We've not had all four of us here for a long time. Um, I'll start with Glenn, who's looking decidedly ill after uh, a heavy weekend. How are you, Glenn? Yeah, no, I've been better. Um, Dan decided to give me whatever, whatever he had when we not COVID. To... We just say that I'm not. I'm not waltzing around with COVID. 
no, it was certainly not COVID, but it wasn't particularly nice. And we shared a cosy little room together in London before the uh, before the cricket at the Oval and before the World Cup. And we managed to basically uh, set up the room whereby the air that Dan was breathing was just being basically spun by a fan straight into my face because it was bunk beds. <laughs> I will also say that it was bunk beds. So, yeah, uh, mate, this is going to give people some really weird images in their head, isn't it, of what we did. <laughs> there was, I was on a lower bunk. Glenn sets up the fan aimed at me, pushing slightly higher to him on the top bunk. So you were asking for whatever, whether I was ill or not, you were asking for some you know, part of me. That was, that was going through my system either way and that's on you um i'm sure you'll hear glenn sort of wither and die toward the end of this pod especially <laughs> with the topic this week which he's already not too excited about um will how are you we we saw you over the weekend which is great um you described it as your best bowling performance ever on clap and comment on saturday and the little nick i i gave you would 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 agree with that i think how are you I'm good. Listen, there was there were some genuine edges of, yeah. of actual bowling. We made plans to to Zach's marathon innings, which didn't work, but uh, but we tried. Got him out um, anyway, but it, it not not in the way the plan wanted to. It it must it must be said, listeners. I I was trying to bowl some off spin, and the pitch was several leagues worse than I made it bad. So it would have been hard to bowl poorly. It has to be said. But yeah, very enjoyable. I tried. To have I tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could come on to Ben's bowling if you'd like. You tried very hard. Didn't want to use the pitch for half of the afternoon, but they got there. Um, and finally, Zach, you know, we mentioned the marathon innings there, Will. How are you? Yeah. And, oh, also, you batted at three this week. Am I right? Come on, fill us in. I did. So it was in one of my, it was in one of the midweek games and it was uh, one of the eight aside games that we saw a little bit of going on, an LMS game that we saw a little bit of going alongside us when we were playing Clapham Common. And I batted at three, um, partly as kind of a bit of a pinch hitter as we had the what they do is they don't swap ends every over in this format. To speed it up, they do 10 overs from one end and 10 overs from the other end. Because like the whole idea of the game is to be really fast. So for the first 10 overs, I would have the short, as a left hand, of the short boundary on my leg side. And everyone else is right-handed. So the kind of idea of putting me at three was as a bit of a pinch hitter. I ended up hitting 44 and bottling a 50, which is quite annoying because I'd, uh, I decided we need to accelerate and I got... Uh, I got bowled top of off trying to smack it over cover for six to, you know, bring up the 50. But yeah, I was, uh, I was pretty happy with that. Hit my first ever six, which was a pull over oh. the, the short, Ooh, the short um, big day. leg side boundary. And yeah, yeah, I was pretty happy. It we really well. played you into form, didn't we, basically? I think the absolute filth we were bowling midway through your uh, clap and common knock just really got your iron, didn't it? Maybe we should do that more often. Uh, well, yeah, Zach back. Zach batted for more than half of a whole T20 game just in the park with us. Crazy, isn't it? And I, I know it's just in the park with a wind ball, but that takes that's probably harder because the pitch was doing. I use pitch, you know, very liberally. The grassy area we were playing on was was doing all sorts of stuff. So I'm sure a normal pitch felt felt like you know a flat one at the oval, Zach. Yeah, and, and the pitch I I play on is is widely known as not being flat at all. It was very green and lots of in, lots of variable bounce, but compared to Clapham Common, it was, yeah, it was like a road at the Oval. So that was, that was nice. <laughs> well done. That's, that's our, that's our weekend story for you all. We finally got to see each other in person as, as you would have got on by now. So yeah, good bit of cricket, good bit of um, illness being swapped around. And now we're here to talk about the hundred, but first let's rattle through some news I'd say, I say rattle, this might take a while. There's a heck of a lot of it, isn't there, boys? It's been, only been one week since we were last on. Um, the England-Pakistan ODI series is a huge story in its own right. It was pro- probably worth a podcast on its own, but but for all that's going on. Um, 
then I'm going to give you a couple of minutes to run us through it. <laughs> um, England winning 3-0. Uh, I believe Zach predicted a 3-0 Pakistan win. So that's hilarious. And how good was this set of players? Um, you know, second string, like the second and a half team, I was, I was reading a few people call it, it was like almost a third string team put together hastily with a few days notice, the head coach coming um, from his week off in Norfolk to come and coach the side. And we found a few, I think, is is the sort of general um, sort of thesis coming out of it. Um, who are they and, and what happened this series? It was pretty exciting. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a sensational series, considering, as you rightly said, Dan, that it was, it was England's B team. I mean, we had um, the entire first team in quarantine. Um, interesting side note, most of that first team is going to come back into the fold for the upcoming T20s. So this really was a pretty rare opportunity, it's fair to say, for quite a selection of this um, ODI squad. Um, stack of debutants in there. And I mean, I, I think all of us in the cricket community, especially England fans, were pretty much blown away by the um, performances. It was a whitewash um, against Pakistan's first team. And then there's a lot of stars in that Pakistan team. They shouldn't have been uh, pretty straightforward to turn over, you would have thought, especially having set such a mammoth target in that third game, which was the record ODI chase um, at Edgbaston, uh, which is an incredible stat unto itself. And that was done by the England B team. I mean, I mean, what what more can you say? I, I'll keep it brisk because, as Dan rightly says, um, this probably did deserve a pod, but there is just too much cricket going on at the moment for us to just dive too deep into this. But there were some standout players uh, one that comes to mind, we, we we questioned in the title of our previous pod whether this was the last chance for James Vince. And I think he reminded everyone why he has been in the fold for so long with an extremely classy hundred. Uh, Will and I were watching it. We were we were getting a, a drink with his girlfriend in a in a pub in London. And I uh, I just had to have it on. I got the phone out and I stuck on the run. Chase. No, nice and antisocial of you, Glenn. Not seeing not seeing Will for months. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be said it's even worse than that this this drink was pitched as glenn's sort of social redemption with my girlfriend having previously met her for the european championship final and spent the entire time calling italians extremely rude swear words so this was supposed <laughs> to be glenn's redemption he whips out the cricket on his phone <laughs> <laughs> worth it for james vince's first uh hundred england shirt there glenn you made the right call there pal <laughs> I think to be fair, my focus on the game was before she arrived, and once and once she was there, I think it took it took the back seat. I didn't see much of Gregory's knock. I'll be honest, <laughs> um, but <laughs> I was uh, blown away by Vince. Uh, he um, he did really well. Um, you know, it was a huge hundred. It was long overdue, and it's quite sad. You know, this discourse of him only getting 30 and chipping out is obviously obvious to him because he mentioned it in a post-match interview. He's like, yeah, people seem to think I only get 30. And he didn't really refute that because he's like, I yeah, do. He knows. He knows. The uh, he knows. Uh, so we're, we're glad that he got 100. Uh, fantastic for him, uh, personally. Um, other standout performers, too, I've picked out. Um, Lewis Gregory, um, uh, Somerset's player. Dan, in previous pods, you know, probably over a year ago, to be fair, at this point, uh, decided he hated Gregory. I think he called him a boring cricketer. And he was quite the opposite. He got 117 runs, an average of shade under 60. He also bowled very nicely, got four wickets with an OK economy, a very tidy economy of just over five. Um, so he showed that he really can uh, do it with the bat and ball for England. And that 77, as I said, in the in the third game was just excellent because he balanced the run chase. Vince was playing his shots, but obviously Gregory was the aggressor in that relationship, and he carried on, and he got his head down. He, he didn't. I don't think he saw it till the end, but he he basically put England in a winning position. 
I'm interested that, that that he felt that he seemed much more comfortable in an England shirt in this series because of maybe the kind of being seen as one of the more senior players in the side. Because before he's always it's always kind of been oh Gregory's playing. So I feel like that's it. I don't know. It seemed like he just looked way more comfortable and because obviously he'd had a little bit of experience, whereas a lot of these players hadn't. Especially, especially getting the new ball like that was his role. I'm sure he felt comfortable doing that and. Imagine dropping down from basically Somerset's what, white ball captain, is he? He's definitely up there in the Somerset ranks. Suddenly yep. to be the sort of like, oh, why are you here in the England team? Must be a weird switch. That was probably a bit easier for him this time around. Uh, and two more players I just want to mention um, before we before we move on uh, for England. Bryden Cast was excellent. Um, he got six wickets and averages of 22. Very lively. And he also demonstrated, I think to the surprise of quite a few people, that he can actually hit it as well. He batted quite low down the order and came in with some really handy runs. So he looked like a proper cricketer. Similar similar role to Gregory, but with less expectation, which is why I think for me he stood out so much. And finally, I think probably everyone's player of the season uh, was Mahmood. Uh, absolutely outstanding for England opening up. He got an astonishing nine wickets at uh, 13.66. I mean, that is ridiculous. Uh, with an economy of 4.39. So, I mean, bowling-wise, he uh, he ticked every box. He was economical. He had an excellent average. And honestly, you, yeah, I, I decided, especially, I think it was the first game, to go for a walk just at the start of the innings. I wanted some fresh air. And he had just demolished, demolished Pakistan's um, upper-order batsman. And he looked like an absolute star. And he demonstrated why so many people have been calling for him to be in this setup for months and probably even years prior because he, I think he is an excellent cricketer. Yeah. Well summed up, Glenn. Thanks for, thanks for running everybody through that. Um, he's in the T20 squad that we play in Pakistan. Now we have a lot of the isolating players coming back for that. A few who aren't, uh, Sam Curran, Sam Billings, Mark Wood, who I believe are the ones who must've had COVID. That's the reason they're resting. Billings definitely tweeted about it. Uh, Chris Wokes might have as well. And I think Billings and Wokes are probably two of the most unluckiest England players. I think some, I think it was you, Zach, said in the chat that poor Ed Wokes was just starting to get a game again, then got COVID. The same for Billings, who does a lot of drinks work, gets his chance and then gets COVID. Um, so Mahmood in that squad and then most of the, you know, Chris Jordan, Owen Morgan, Roy Butler, etc. are back in. Those three T20s will be the last white ball action for England this summer, ahead of the, um, at home anyway, ahead of the World T20 uh, the World Cup coming up this year. Um, right, more stuff. England women, congratulations. They beat India 10-6 in their uh, long series, actually, the the one test match, three ODIs and three T20s. Uh, they won the final T20 last night at Chelmsford uh, by eight wickets. Uh, they lost the second one and won the first one, giving them the 10-6 win overall. That was a really enjoyable series, I thought. We, we've spoken about that quite a lot. More test matches would have been great, but I don't know who's running that. But that should hopefully change soon. Uh, all the women, I think all the England women will be playing in the 100s coming up. And a lot of the Indian women as well are staying in the UK to play in that. So that'll be exciting. Keep an eye out for that. Right, Zach, I'm going to come to you because the county championship is done. Um, well, the first stage of it anyway. I'm going to first need you to, firstly need you to remind me w- what... Obviously, X amount, six teams, the top two teams from each group have now gone into Division 1. What is Division 1, right? And what's the, why, why are the teams in Division 2 and 3 still bothering to play? And, 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 then, and then tell everybody who's in Division 1 and, and who's going to win. I don't know. But, but seriously, why, why, what's the point? What's the point of Division 2 and 3? Have they got anything to play for? 
they have prize money to play for. That is so dull. That is so I mean, dull. Even the even the Surrey uh, commentator when uh, on on the live stream on the final day was uh, the the Somerset commentator was trying to kind of GM up saying, "Oh, Leicestershire might chase this down, and then you'll end up in Division Three. And he was like, "Division Two, Division Three, who cares?" Yes, you know, exactly. Maybe the powers that be might mind with the the prize money. I don't know how much the difference in prize money is. I presume it's really not that much different. But yeah, so the, they still have to play. Their games are still going to be described as Super September when we have Sussex versus Leicestershire, you know, the game everyone's really excited for. <laughs> yeah, I, I think those games are going to, you know, go by the wayside a little bit. But we've got, I think the Division 1 is going to be really exciting. The fixtures haven't been released yet, but I'm really hoping Somerset play Yorkshire away so I can go as I'm obviously based in Leeds. That's a spoiler of two of the teams that have qualified. Uh, so the teams that qualified from Group a group one group a group alpha i've started group calling alpha, it I've okay. my own name. group alpha were warwickshire and nottinghamshire the group b were somerset and hampshire and group c were lancashire and yorkshire so we knew about lancashire and yorkshire when we recorded last week somerset were you know they, they were pretty close by then but they got confirmed they just needed a few bonus points and we knew about nottinghamshire as well but the way it works is obviously because nottinghamshire were miles clear at the points in their league but because they got beaten once and i think they might have got they must have got beaten twice by yeah they got beaten twice by warwickshire they the way the points work is you carry forward half of the points gained against the other team from your group going forward you have so, me on so whoa 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 whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> let's all just slow down ever is this worse than the hundred it is worse than we've still got to go through that later. What the hell are you on about? Where is this? this? This was never mentioned a few months ago. Preview this. Let's rewind. So there's six teams going into Division One. The top two out. They'll all play each other once. Yeah. You won't play the team that was already in your group. So okay. there's that, four that, games. That, no, that makes sense. That's fine. And then the top two, once you've played four games, will go through to the Bob Willis Trophy final. Yeah, and the okay, but, cool. and then and the top one. Wins win championship. Championship. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. So what's this points rolling the points over system? Carry over. So so obviously they don't all start on zero in this next round. No, that would make that would be that would make too much sense. That would be too clear to people well, to I mean, understand. They don't all start from zero and they don't all start from how many points they were on already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're <laughs> Listeners, there are head and hands on the podcast. <laughs> There's more head and hands than there is head out of hands at this point. So <laughs> The league table as it stands, we'll, we'll just do that. And bear in mind, there's lots of half points here, so don't don't hate me. It's, it's not my fault. No, I'm, you are the messenger, Zach. I am pointing fingers at you, but carry on. <laughs> Warwickshire are top currently with 21 points. Somerset are sitting in their usual position of second with 18.5 points. Lancashire are third with 16.5 points. Hampshire fourth with 8.5, Nottinghamshire fifth with five, and Yorkshire sixth with 4.5. So the reasoning being, so for example, Nottinghamshire finished above Warwickshire, but they didn't they didn't do well in the games against that team. Okay. So that's why they don't carry forward that many but, points. But what's I it got to do? Don't, got to do with it? I don't think it's the best way to do it. I, it mean, basically means every other game that Nottinghamshire, Nottinghamshire played was useless, and it also meant the Surrey-Somerset game didn't matter by day four. I, I I see what they're doing here in so much as they're they're rewarding a team that did well. Like they're not why do, why can't they just start fresh? 
yeah, yeah. but only gets one. They're not, they're not rewarded for doing well across the ten games they no, play. No, not really. But the, the reward they get for doing well across the ten games is getting into this stage anyway. Mm. Why, why is it just why is it just zeroed out then? And they go again. I, I, you know, I, I I think the reasoning is because if it was zeroed out, then it would be unfair, or it would be unfair because you wouldn't have to play the team in your group that would that come from your. You'd you then have to play an extra team, and they'd have to fit in an extra week at the in September, which you know we had the Populist Trophy final with the rain in September. But what I can't understand by that logic is that if you're basically carrying the points over because that simulates the next stage round against team you already played, why is it halved? Because you, you played them twice. Okay. Oh, I tell you what, this that is a nonsense, pain silence. Isn't it? That was a pain <laughs> silence. As, as Will tried to rationalise that to any extent, there was just a deep, deep silence. There was a yeah, deep so... anger in Will's face. It's almost like I just can't be bothered to try and I can't be bothered to try and rationalise it. You just sort of it's nod nonsense. and go, okay. Yeah, whatever happens, happens. It's like Duckworth is... Lewis for, 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 yeah. <laughs> it for meant, a table. It meant Somerset yesterday, Somerset fans would have been watching Gloucestershire Hampshire more. Because if Gloucestershire had gone through, Somerset would have had like five points and Gloucestershire would have had like 18. Whereas, because we got beaten by Gloucestershire at one point, and now we've got loads of points and Hampshire don't. I, try, I thought that would make it easier. It's just no, made it because, out, like, because, because like, you were the only Somerset fan who understood that. And Somerset fans won't watch that for any other reason that you, that you understand it. The, the, the one guy here. <laughs> Well, you kept telling me, Zach, that that mattered. I had no idea why I didn't have the... I, I didn't... I didn't know why it mattered. I kept meaning to ask you, why should I care about what's happening over there? I said, no, no clue. For that reason. I really didn't expect the new section to be the bit of this podcast where we got hung up on stupid formatting. <laughs> I think if we're going to go through the 100 now just agreeing. Honestly, I thought it was just because Zach loves cricket. He kept talking about some other random game. I was like, Zach oh, just enjoys it. Right, that was it supposed really to be matters. a small, small part of the news section. I hope we haven't clouded your mind, listeners, because I, I now, also, I was really bigging up this format at the start of the year. I was really enjoying it, and now, now I don't get it. Now I don't understand. Oh, on on points being changed, the World Test Championship, they've changed their points format. Um, more news. Um, so whereas a game was, you know, if it was a three-game series, there was a certain amount of points up for the series divided by the amount of games that were being played. Now every game is weighted the same. I think it's twelve points for a win, something like that. So that that's a nice change. Again, we spoke about the World Test Championship final that there's something there, but some tweaks need to take place, and that'll be the first of, I'm sure, uh, a few tweaks. Okay, let's get away from that county champ nonsense. That that stressed me out. Oh, go on, Zach. Just Do you understand about this, that, this I, as I, well? I, I want to ask you questions. I, I've not. I I saw that they did the change, but I haven't actually had a chance to look at it. So, what does it mean for uh, our Say the Ashes five test series are only a few of those tests going to count to the World Test no, Championship? No, every, every test counts, and a win is just a flat twelve points. It's like a football match, like across the season, they're all worth. You play the amount, they're all worth the same. I believe everyone will play the same amount of test matches that's, that they've, they've worked that into it. And they have now announced every team's three home and three away series, though. Mm. So and England the thing, definitely won. It's every team plays the same number of series correct me if I'm wrong, Glenn, but they're not going to play a similar matches. Because I think that something like the West Indies, I think, are fewest. They've only got 12. But so how, how can every game be I worth the know. same then? Because just, they're never going to qualify. Unless it, becomes, unless it then becomes points per game, which they did for the pandemic season. 
basically what's going to happen is New Zealand are never going to qualify for the World Test Championship final again because they don't win as much money for the ICC. So the ICC are only ever going to let England, India and yeah, Australia qualify for the final. It's the top three, isn't it? Just just, just growing their power, monopolising the yeah, wonderful World sorry. Championship final. Get more get more cricket fans. Yeah, it's smaller nation. Correct, yeah. You know, Have a larger population. Come yeah. on. I, th- I think that's perfectly reasonable. And um, do read up on that. Clearly, we're not quite <laughs> sure what actually happened with that points change. <laughs> but at least we've alerted listeners to the idea that something has changed. I'm sure there's an article or something out there, you know, some journalism. Um, Right, that that happened. That wasn't on my list either. So now we are off. Now we are off track, boys. Uh, Will Rishabh Pant has COVID. That's a shame. And he was at Wembley, so maybe that's where he got it from. Well, th- well, there we go. This this, I I was intending to say this very quickly and then get on to the hundred, but it gets funnier the, the deeper you go, right? Okay, so so there should be some kind of BBC Three like mini series sitcom set around this concept. So between India's WTC final against New Zealand and the series they've got played against England. All the players were given a 20-day break, but they had to stay in England. So you've got all the Rishabh Pant, everyone else, 20 days, run around England, doing whatever you yeah. want. Except they were specifically told, please don't go to Wimbledon and don't go to the Euros because there'll be massive events and we don't want you to get COVID. Okay. At which point, as you mentioned, Rishabh Pant happily took a photograph of himself at Wembley watching the England-Germany game. And two weeks later, he's gone down with COVID. Second funny bit of the story, and obviously a bit of a disaster from an Indian perspective, is uh, two other, well, three other members of the team also tested, well, one of the members tested positive and three others were identified as close contacts of the assistant coach who tested positive, one of whom is Vridhaman Saha, who would be the stand-in wicketkeeper if Rishabh had couldn't <laughs> play the first game. <laughs> so it's going very well. Do all the wicketkeepers like to go out together then within the Indian team? That seems to be... That seems to be a thing. When does that series start? Soon-ish? I think it's it's, it's definitely the first week of August. I, I think it's the first, but I could be completely wrong. So, on that. so the Red Bull contracted hundred players obviously leave then, right? And they never they never come back again. Fourth yeah, of August. Fourth, fourth of August. But the they've said that all the basically they're all going to play. All the England players are going to play the first two days of the hundred and then run off for the fourth of August. Start the India series. And then do they, do they ever come back? Come at the final. That's it. What? Oh my god! I heard they were doing the test match in the afternoon and then running over to the. <laughs> I just going Sibley, Sibley running <laughs> over. I hate cricket. I'm actually just falling out with it now. I'm fuming. Should we just this, stop I, I knew this would happen. This podcast. That's why I was already a bit ill. I was in a terrible mood for this. But, but Glenn, we've not even started with the hundred massively yet. We're still in the, I could the end new this podcast now. I'm going to bed happy. I say call it here. Okay, so that wraps up that half an hour of carnage. Uh, we really hope you enjoyed that. Uh, we certainly enjoyed recording it, as we did the 100 preview, which will be coming up on Monday, a full hour preview of that tournament, which starts next week. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Listening back to it, there were so many references to the 100 in there that this might just sound stupid, but we hope you enjoyed it anyway. It was a good bit of fun, a little bonus episode for everybody. There won't be the usual, you know, goodbye from the lads because, again, we didn't know this was happening. We didn't know we were going to cut it in two. Uh, but we'll be back uh, on Monday morning uh, with our full 100 preview. Uh, we hope you enjoy that. And thank you so much for listening.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.